Welcome to this latest podcast from Retina UK. Fiona joins us today along with Martin and Nikki to talk about fundraising at work. So good morning. Um, this morning I'm joined by Martin Nettleton, Managing Director of Euroglaze. Good morning. Good morning. And Nikki Park, Parks, Sales Administrator and Charity Coordinator for Euroglaze. Um, so good morning uh-huh. to you both. Could I start by asking you, um, Martin, why um, why did you nominate Retina UK as Euroglazes um, Charity of the Year back in 2020? What, what prompted that? Well, um, I suffer from retinitis pigmentosa, and I'm fortunate enough to be under the care of Professor Robert McLaren at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. Um, I've been down there visiting him on a couple of occasions, and he is um, involved in some quite exciting uh, therapy uh, uh, trials at the moment, which would, if uh, if the trials are borne out to be uh, to, to be correct and it becomes a treatment, probably arrest the onset of the RP and may well improve my sight to some extent. Um, it just so happened that uh, Euroglaze was formed by my father in, in, in 1979. And therefore, in 2019, we decided that we should um, do something to uh, celebrate our 40th anniversary. And the business was incorporated at the end of 2019. So the decision was made to basically, at the very end of 2019, start fundraising and fundraise all through 2020. Here we are in 2022, having had um, an exceptionally long 12 months that have all morphed together because of COVID. And, uh, and 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 really, it's it's the coinc- it's the coincidence of my um, eye condition, the fact that Professor McLaren was doing work and that work deserved to be funded, uh, and the fact that we had the uh, significant event within within the organisation that that brought everything together, and that's why we decided to uh, that's why we decided to raise raise money. It seemed the perfect fit. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, May I ask, Martin, could you could you share with us some of the ways in which um, retinitis pigmentosa um, impacts your condition, impacts on your day to day life? Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I did before I knew it was retinitis pigmentosa. Um, all it meant was that I was always on a hide and seek when I was a kid. Um, the the uh, slowly but surely, as time has gone by. Uh, first of all, all my night vision deteriorated and I, I, I found it very difficult to um, navigate the world in, in, in the dark. And then um, as more and more of the retina cells become um, affected by the pigmentation that that uh, limits their light absorbency, I believe, um, my vision has deteriorated. I'm now at the point where I use a white stick and um, I predominantly walk around on, on someone's arm, mostly my wife's arm. and um, you know, I, I uh, now have to use um, technology in order to be able to read anything. I have my telephone, iPad and computer read the screen to me. So I use screen readers. I use voice to text a lot. And, it, and it's affected me in that way fundamentally. Um, other than other other than the physical manifestations of it, though, I think it's I personally think it's very important to just try and plow on and make, you know, make as much of your life as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very, very, um, very, very important. And you sound 
very positive and it certainly doesn't define you from what you're saying and the use of technology is enabling you to live the life that you want to live so that's that's really, that's yeah. really good to hear so thank you you really you're a glaze in terms of the um what you actually do over to nikki um basically uh, we manufacture UBVZ products um, originally starting off doors, um, window frames, things progress. So we do composite doors now, um, all different products um, down to the fire, fire rated um, frames. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're a manufacturer. We're not um, a, a trade. Um, so basically we wouldn't come to your to yourself door knocking, selling, selling our products. Um, we sell on to other companies. Um, and we'll go on to the client fit um, ah. and install sort of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what we do. So you supply the, the companies, and I hear you've got your uh, windows in very famous hotels in, in Legoland. Legoland, I tell everyone that. That's our claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is awesome. And everything that's is done there on site, isn't it? You actually manufacture them there on site as well as take the orders and process everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. You'll be able to hear the machinery in the background behind Nikki every now yeah. and then at, at the noise of a saw or at one of the pieces of machinery. Uh-huh. So that must have been tremendously challenging then during lockdown because you kept going, didn't you? With manufacturer. Yeah. Man, yeah. Manufacturing. It was a busy yeah, we, period. We, Business was busy. Yeah, we closed for we, we closed for the first month. Um and then once we really had developed an understanding um, of the uh, of, of the regulations, we then looked at what we could do to make sure that we opened and opened safely. So we reopened with a very limited, uh, a very limited uh, number of members of staff. Uh, but once the lot, once the first lockdown sort of started to come to an end, I think a lot of people had been sitting at home for several weeks and realised work that they wanted to undertake on their house, and probably realised as well that they weren't going to be able to go on holiday and things like that. So a lot of people since probably the middle of 2020 have been um, investing money in their homes and improving and that that has had a, a, a you know an impact on 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 our marketplace to the extent that it, it it's actually been frantically busy at times gosh yeah yeah good that you've had that benefit but another challenge in terms of being able to work safely and implement new systems and absolutely people yeah. working and teams working at home so very challenging but um yeah yeah, good to hear that um, that you managed it all well and that business is booming. So, so many companies are struggling. So um, so that's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, could I ask you, what, what was your team's reaction when you announced that because of the business anniversary and that you, you wanted to um, raise this, set this, you wanted to set this, you had set this target and you wanted the team to raise this money. What, what was the reaction from your from your team? Um, it was positive. Let's let's be honest. The anniversary in and of itself is only of any use to the organization if it can be used for promotional reasons so the you know it was our 40th anniversary we were pleased with ourselves for reaching the age of 40 but the fact that we were 40 is of commercial importance within the marketplace in in, in an industry where people come and go to demonstrate some staying power and resilience is important uh-huh. now as we approach the as we approach the um, anniversary we sat down and did some planning and Nikki was materially involved in that. And what tends to happen in situations like that is that we, we would have sat down and said, you know, we, we ought to take advantage of this. We must do something. Nikki would sit down with the team, um, 
a group a group of people would get together and bounce all sorts of daft ideas uh, off one another as to how we could promote ourselves. And one of the key things that we decided that we should do was use it also as an opportunity to raise raise some funds. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the benefits under the circumstances that we're talking about here, one of the benefits of doing of, of doing the fundraising is that it it supplies the organisation with a quite rich seam of um, PR news stories, whether they be for social media or for our website or actually for the printed, you know, for the printed media. We work with a PR company and anybody that does PR in an organisation the size of Euroglaze that doesn't have someone whose job it is to sit and think of stories all of the time will know how hard it is to maintain um, a, a steady stream of, of, of things to talk about. And all of those things shouldn't be and aren't entirely dry. They, they, you know, one of the points of PR is to make sure that people understand the personality of Euroglaze and what the people are like within Euroglaze. So as a consequence, when we all stood behind one of our trucks and Nicky's, at that time, 10-year-old son appeared to be pulling it using a harness and it's actually that we were shoving it, but no one could see that. There's someone in it, by the way, to make sure it stopped. So we've got a video of JJ pulling one of the Euroglaze vans and you know, and it's just daft little stories like that, bits and pieces. The fundraising itself also performed. Um, it, it, it was a it was commercially uh, appropriate for the for the activities that we were doing to promote the anniversary. Uh-huh. excellent. Thank you, Martin. Um, Nikki, um, could I ask you what type of events Martin is very involved in? Obviously, in planning and and um, organising and coordinating. I know. Um, um, what type of events did you come up with? We started off quite slow. Um, we, we're all foodies here at Euroglaze. Um, so it started off just cake, um, cake sales. Um, mm-hmm. We did a, a baby quiz. So everyone had to fetch a baby photo in. Um, we did a quiz of all the staff and then you had to guess who, who was who. Oh, right. Um, so it started off yeah, yeah, I guess the baby. So it did start off just really, really slow. And then we got the idea. The first one, first big event um, was the fun day, charity fun day. So we got um, old fashioned stocks. As it happened, it was an absolute red hot day. So everybody was, you know, paying to get into these stocks to get cooled down, throwing the sponges. Um, so that was a good one. And um, we had a couple of um, um, stall games. Um, hit the clown this type of thing we had a hog roast um and that was the first event we ever did and obviously we've got office staff we've got dispatch we've got the production staff um and like in any factory to be fair everyone has their own different sections mm-hmm. um so the first, that was the very first one we had a war organized um so we got everyone involved in that and this is what really brought the ice and set it all going as they were pulling in different teams, the rope snapped and everyone laid, sort of laid on top of each other in a big heap. And this Hello. Had, um, <laughs> um, and it, it was really, really good fun. And that sort of set the, the, the tone of it, to be honest. Um, the start of really fetching the departments together. People still talk about it now, um, what, what happened. Um, so what wasn't meant to happen, not at all. <laughs> um, but it was really, really good fun. Um, so that was the main event that started it. And then obviously we just carried on, carried on after. 
Um, we had car washers. Um, like I said, we've had my son pulling pulling the van. Um, raffles again. We always like a good raffle um, to see what we can get people to donate, and everybody likes that. We have um, stand up bingo. I don't know if you you know what that is. Basically, no. basically instead of a number, it's your name. Um, so if it gets drawn out um, to the Nikki, I would be out. So basically, the per last person standing with their name out of the hat um, would win. Um, so it's just 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 things all interactive. Um, the biggest one was the um, cycle. That was um, John O'Groats to Land's End um, on an exercise bike that was set up in the canteen. So what we did was split all the factory into different teams and made sure that there were a mixture, um, you know, dispatch, um, office staff, um, IT, everyone. Everyone sort of got involved and you had, um, you had to do so many miles a day, to be fair. Um, and there were a team leader, they had to encourage their staff to come on and try and do more. Um, and I think it was the production manager, he donated a prize at the end for the winning team. Um, but that created um, just communication. Everyone got involved in that. Everyone loved it. It got a bit daft in places and we had to tell people, you've done enough now and let someone else have a go. And um, um, But really, really good fun. You know, I think that was my favourite event, to be fair, because this communication that's been made and, it, it, you know, it still carries on today. So, so yeah, that was a good one. We even got some of the supplies back, didn't we, Nikki? Yeah, yeah, we did. Anyone that walked in the door, we'd have them on the bike, getting the miles looked up. <laughs> excellent, excellent. That's great. And that was your favourite event? That was my favourite event, yeah, that one. Yeah, it was good. Love the team spirit. Yeah, and like exactly. I said, the relationships that's been made that, that still last to this day. So, so yeah, nice. That was a nice one. And did you, out of the, the improved communication and the, the relationships, did it... Did it help business in any way, you know, you know, in a sort of um, in, in a soft way rather than obviously sort of pounds and pence? But did it did it impact on the business in terms of generally you know, morale? Was there was there a benefit, Martin, that you could sort of. Yeah, anything, especially given especially given lockdown and given the way that the organisation suddenly been jolted during uh, during early 2020, it was very easy for everybody to become quite isolated and. Yeah. Just anything at all that helped to re-establish lines of communication that had already been there and create new ones was was going to have a positive impact. And as Nikki says, people that in their normal working day have got no need to communicate with one another and don't necessarily, therefore, have any great understanding of the job that each other does. They were in a team together. And naturally, there was competitiveness between the teams. You know, that, that there were some people who really wanted to win and and do the most, you know, contribute the most miles and things like that. So you end up in a situation where the teams, you know, each each team developed relationships within itself, and then there was competition between the teams. So I think it, I think it did that, and and just something. That, I mean, it's such a trivial thing, but the whole baby idea. Everybody's got to think about who everybody else in the organisation is. They've got, it, it it causes them even if it's just for a few seconds to think about every member of the team, you know, and 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 people that wander around the organization there's only 50 60 of us but it, you know it, it, it's easy it's easy to be um, in your bunker doing the job that you do and not necessarily appreciate that the person that's over there is a person and i think it, it, it 
it did it, it it absolutely ticked all of the boxes as far as that's concerned and it recreated a lot of the lines of communication as you say a lot of the soft um, benefits of, 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 of that, that you want to be uh, you know that you want to be in existence within your company a lot of those soft uh, lines of communication were reopened thanks to this exercise yeah definitely Definitely. Wonderful. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. There's so many positives and so many benefits um, from, from, from your charity support. That's really good. Um, Nikki, you touched on the, on the, on the bike challenge and, and the matched funding. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that, either yourself or Martin? Because I know that was, that was a significant amount as well to add to your total, wasn't it, that you raised? Yeah, yeah. We sort of went along with the cycling theme. Um, so we got our, um, is Daniel the bank manager, Martin? Are yeah, I asked Daniel, yeah. Again, again, um, there's always a commercial, there's, or they're not always, but there's often a commercial uh, benefit to undertaking any of this kind of work. And what happened was that in a meeting with, with, with him, I asked him if he would get on the bike and have a ride. And he asked what it was for, and I explained what it was for. Oh, and yeah. he, he, a light bulb went on above his head because he as a, a he as a, uh, an employee of Barclays is tasked to try and find ways in which Barclays can reach out into the community and be shown to be of benefit to the community and he immediately realized that this was going to be good for his appraisal yeah <laughs> so he went so he went through he you know he straight away said well actually we offer match did you realize that we offer match funding for things like this and as you know as soon as um, as soon as he said that, I said, right, well, then in that case, what do we need to do to make it happen? And that's when he and I ended up doing um, a 500 kilometre apiece challenge during January. So we did a, we did a thousand kilometres uh, between us in, uh, in, I think that was January 2021 that we did it. Uh -huh. And, and uh, we, specifically, um, we specifically raised money for that exercise and Barclays matched the, uh, Barclays matched the amount that was raised up to I think it was a thousand pounds on uh, so we, we, we set up a just giving page specifically in aid of that particular exercise yes yes marvelous and and that um um that um opportunity match funding exists in, in a lot of organizations but not everybody's aware of it some organizations um have a a, a lower cap some have a higher uh, but it's definitely something worth pursuing so I'm so I'm so pleased that um you had that discussion yeah. Uh, Daniel, so thank you. Um, we've talked a lot about Retin UK and your fundraising, but you were um, very busy a couple of weekends ago taking part in Ride London. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what you were doing? Yeah, uh, one of the things that we decided as, as, as part of the fundraising plan right back in 2019 was that I was going to do the um, London Ride 100. I ride a tandem with a, a friend of mine, uh, but obviously, Thanks to COVID, the uh, the event got cancelled in 2020, and my tandem partner is actually a, a physician and was heavily involved in coordinating Doncaster Royal Infirmary's COVID response. So he wasn't available for riding the bike at all during 2020 and quite a bit of 20, uh, 2021. But um, you yourselves were kind enough. I'd mentioned this, and you yourselves were kind enough to contact me to let me know that you'd got some spaces for the event this year. So although um, sort of the business fundraising part of, of our effort had come to an end, um, we decided that we would um, take up the uh, challenge 
and do the uh, ride 100. So yeah, we did that. We did that a couple of weeks ago. And Nikki said in a press release on the email that I did it in six hours and three minutes, but I was quick to tell her that I did it in six hours, two minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Every second counts. It does. But, uh, what yeah. I wanted, what, what I also wanted to say, you know, it, it, it's typical of Nikki that the Ride 100 was cancelled. So the idea was, was the idea, it wasn't just, Ride 100 itself was a good idea, but Nikki, you know, with a usual determination, thought of an alternative, and the alternative was better than the Ride 100. Ride 100 was just me and a, and, and a pal pedalling around the streets of Surrey, whereas what Nikki came up with instead was was something that motivated everybody in the organisation and did all of the team building that we've been talking about and, you know, recreated all of those, you know, pathways of communication that the lockdowns had, had, had destroyed. And it's absolutely typical of Nikki that that's what she should do. I cannot stress strongly enough how much she's done, how what an unbelievably valuable asset she is and she's uh, her positivity and determination throughout all of this uh, process is just outstanding. So a massive thanks to you, Nikki, for all of that. Absolutely. And on that basis, I think that you should be the one that says what we what we've actually finally managed to raise. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Um, I've enjoyed doing it all. To be fair, you know, it's always nicer to get on with something if you enjoy it. And and yeah, definitely, it's, it's been fab. Um, so the total amounts that we've got, um, Euroglaze raised 10,600, round about that mark. And then Martin on his ride London did 3,100. Um, so, yeah, between us, you know, I'm very proud. Um, and I know other colleagues are here as well. They're just giving pages open until the end of June. Um, but, yeah, a big pat on the back for all of us, to be fair. I got the easy bit. Um, as I didn't have to do much cycling. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, we organised everybody else to do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite clever with that. So, but yeah, it's been it's been a good, a nice, a nice journey. Um, obviously, with the COVID getting getting in the way as well. But yeah, it's it's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, we're, we're enormously grateful for all of the time and effort that you put into all of the fundraising and continuing it into 2022 and taking part in in Ride London as well, as well. and you know enormously grateful as for the money that you've raised we can't thank you enough so so thank you and it, it's great to that you know you, you can continued on and yeah we're yeah we're very fond of you, <laughs> so, thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much jolly good some employers have a payroll giving scheme this is a flexible and tax efficient way of supporting retinue uk through your salary Donations can be taken before tax so the charity get more from the amount you donate. For example, a £1 donation would cost a standard rate taxpayer 80p and a £10 donation would cost you £8. If you change your mind or move jobs, your payroll giving can be cancelled or transferred to a new employer's scheme. Gifts in kind are another way in which companies can support Retina UK. For example, donating a prize or an experience for our annual raffle or um, a department within a company such as the marketing department may be willing to share their expertise to help us in developing our profile. Company sponsorship is a huge um, way that companies can support Retina UK to help enable us to be able to run events such as our annual conference. 
If your employee may be able to help with any of the ideas um, that I've mentioned, or you're interested to hear a little bit more about them, then please get in touch via our website, www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash at hyphen work, or get in touch with myself, Fiona Leahy. Thank you. You can call Fiona on 077 